the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. the Nick D Podcast. How you doing? I am Nick DiGilio. Welcome. Thank you for checking us out. It's episode 178 right here on the Radio Misfit Podcast, Net- Podcast Network. <laughs> Can't speak, but there it is. Uh, you can check out so many great, informative, and funny, and entertaining, and varied podcasts right here at Radio Misfits. Check us out with our live streaming. It's 24-7. It's like radio, only much, much cooler, and it's going all the time. You can hear great podcasts like my two podcasts, this one, and my SNL podcast, this one runs daily at 3 p.m. Central. My SNL podcast, That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, runs every day at 9 a.m. In between, you can hear great episodes of podcasts and some really unheard signed, unsigned bands from the Unheard Music Show. Great music, great podcasts, all 24-7 streaming. Radiomisfits.live. Radiomisfits.live. Hey, you want to be a sponsor on this podcast? You can do it. It's easy to do. People are doing it all the time. Lots of people listen to this podcast. You will reach a lot of people. You got a product. You got something that you would like to advertise with us. You want to be a sponsor? We would love to have you, and you would love to be a part of it. Be a sponsor. Contact us. Write us and say, I want to be a sponsor, and I want to advertise on the Nick D Podcast. Sales at Radiomisfits.com. Write us now. Sales at Radiomisfits.com. Just want to be a part of the podcast in general? We have a 24-hour line that's open exclusively for you to leave your voicemails anytime, anywhere, anyplace, 24-7. Leave your comments, leave your contributions, your suggestions, questions, anything. Megaphone message requests, all of that. Voicemail, 773-417-6948. Email, anytime you want. We read them all. We listen to everything that comes in. We love to hear from you. NickDPodcast at gmail.com. And... Coming up, this podcast is going to be live. We're back at Zany's. We haven't done it. We took, a, we took the summer off, but now we're back, and we are doing live shows at Zany's again, live podcast recordings. It's the Nick D Podcast live at Zany's in Rosemont, one of the best comedy clubs in the country. You can be there. You can be a part of it. I'll be on stage. My co-host, Esmeralda Leon, will join me. We're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff. We'll do some Halloween-themed activities because it's going to be on October 24th. So we'll have some Halloween candy. Our special guest will be the great Andrea Darlis, who you can hear is she's she's got some podcasts. She's a host on WLS AM. Esmeralda and I worked with her at the car wash at WGN for many, many years. She's been on TV. She's incredible. She's awesome. And she is going to be our special guest. You can meet her and talk to her and hang out. We're going to have a great in, uh, interview with her and you will be a part of it. So it's me and Esmeralda hosting and uh, special guest being Andrea Darlis, who is awesome. And she's a legend. And my dad, Nick. We'll get up on stage and tell some jokes to close the show, and he'll stop by a little bit later because it's Tuesday, and every Tuesday he stops by to tell one of his legendary jokes. And you can hear my dad and see my dad and meet my dad live on stage at Zany's in Rosemont as part of the Nick D Podcast Live. It's Tuesday, October 24th. The showtime is at 7.30. Doors open at 6.30. We're going to have prizes to give away. We'll do some trivia. I've got some dinners from Gale Street Inn to give away, some great uh, gift cards from Apt Electronics. 
We got a whole bunch of really cool stuff to give away. Uh, great guests, great topics. You will be a part of it. We will record. It's interactive. You can laugh with us and talk with us. We're going to talk about scary stuff and Halloween stuff. Tell us your Halloween stories. It's going to be an absolute blast. It's all going to be recorded for posterity live at Zanies in Rosemont. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get those tickets now. They're on sale now, and I suggest you. Go to the website and order those tickets and make your reservations now. Bring your friends, bring your families. Let's completely pack the place and have a great Halloween-themed interactive laugh, and it's going to be amazing. My dad telling jokes, me telling stories, Esmeralda and I hang, you know, hanging out and talking, tasting some candy. The great Andrea Darles is our special guest. That is going to be a spectacular and awesome and fun and hilarious night, and you got to be there. Tuesday, October 24th. Zanies in Rosemont is easy to get to. It's right off the expressway. There's a parking lot right there on the vicinity, in the vicinity, right next to the place. There are bars and restaurants all over the place so you can eat before or after and go out for drinks. And there's a food available at Zanies, and you can have some drinks and have a great time. It's a legendary great comedy club, and you're going to laugh your ass off the entire time you're there. And we are going to present all the really cool stuff that we do on this podcast, only it'll be live, and you will be there. Once again, the Nick D Podcast Live special guest. Andrea Darlis, my dad telling jokes. Esmeralda will be there. Lots of stuff to give away. It will be hilarious and awesome, and you need to be there. You want to call the box office? It's 847-813-0484 for information or to order tickets, 847-813-0484. Or get those tickets now. They're going to be going fast. We haven't done this in a while. I know a lot of people have been requesting us to come back, and we are back at Zanies and Rosemont October 24th. Rosemont.zanies.com. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get your tickets now for the Nick D Podcast Live. It's going to be a blast. Coming up on this episode of the Nick D Podcast, Keith Lipinski, Dr. Keith Lipinski, is going to be joining me. He is a pro wrestling expert. Haven't had him on in a while. Lots of stuff has been happening in the world of wrestling. All the promotions, including AEW and WWE, and we'll talk about his promotion, AAW Pro, right here in Chicago. It is a pro wrestling talk and report, and it's awesome. So we're talking with Keith Lipinski about wrestling. And then Esmeralda Leon will join me. Oh, and we have a special visit. He's British, he's crazy, he's a bon vivant, he has a submarine, and his name is Slap Slapley. That's right, the one and only Slap Slapley, who, by the way, is very close friends to, uh, to very close friends with uh, uh, Tom Hush, who is the executive producer of The Steve Cochran Show, which you can hear mornings between 5.30 and 9 on WLS, the Big 89 in Chicago. He happens to know Tom very, very well. So Slap Slapley, the British Palm Vivant, is going to join us, and we will do a round of For the Record, which is a music trivia game. So uh, that'll be coming up. So Slap Slapley, For the Record, pitting me and Esmeralda against each other, and then my dad's going to close the show by stopping by, knocking on the door, and saying hello to this lovely woman. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. Hi, I'm yes. Carrie I Russell, know. and I, I love Nick's show. So my dad will bypass her. He will tell the joke that he always tell, tell a joke that he always does every on uh, every Tuesday. And, uh, and all the great stuff, and Slap Slappy and all. Man, it's going to be a fun show, a great show. Wrestling, Slap Slappy, how can you not love it? You just have to love it. My thanks to Jason Skaggs for doing all the music and the sounds and the themes and the weirdness. Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. And uh, spread the word. Tell everybody to do it. So subscribe to the podcast here. And, uh, and there you go. And make sure you come out to Zanies and Rosemont. Uh, we've got a great show coming up. We're going to kick it off with some pro wrestling talk with Keith Lipinski. But we'll do that right after mm, this. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspas Devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspas Devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence 
that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down an evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever, and trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback for Kindle exclusively through Amazon.com. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jaggle. Yeah, there it is. God Dr. Keith Lipinski. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, baby. It's time to talk pro wrestling. Uh, for those of you who are regular listeners uh, to me back at the car wash and me here on the podcast, you know that I have been a pro wrestling fan for well over 50 years. I watch it all the time. I watch all the, you know, all the big names and all the belittle names and whatever. I just love wrestling. And uh, one of the guys I love to talk wrestling with, who is a regular here on the podcast and was a guest on my uh, show back at the car wash for many, many times, is uh, Keith Lipinski, good old Dr. Keith Lipinski. Keith, how are you, buddy? Oh, Nick, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on once again. Uh, I would like uh, a turtle wax treatment this time when I go through the car wash. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, Nick, yeah. always a pleasure being on your show and talking. I appreciate it. The true sport of kings, the sport that uh, lights up the whole sport atmosphere that is known as professional wrestling. That's right, the world of professional wrestling. Well, let's get into it. Well, before we get into... You know, the stuff we've been watching on TV and the pay-per-views and the live events and all that stuff, your AAWs and your WWEs and whatever else pops up. Uh, AAW Pro. Tell everybody mm-hmm. about AAW Pro, what you do there, and tell us a little recent history, some stuff coming up and some shows. and Give us a plug I'd, about AAW. Let's hear it. I'd be glad to. So AAWPro.com, uh, definitely check that out. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, FaceFeed, any sort of social media, Blue Sky. I don't know. I don't know. Are we liking Twitter as a society recently? It's na- isn't it X now? It's X now. Uh, X. I'm sorry. I don't want to yeah. sit there and, and yeah. you know, like, I wanna... I, I'm not tweeting. I'm posting now. You're so, Xing yeah. and you're posting and you're, and you don't want to miss, you don't want to mess around with Elon. He's nuts. He's a crazy he's, man. He's a crazy, know? crazy, crazy man. <laughs> yes, but, he is. uh, but yeah, AAW has been around for almost 20 years. Uh, Chicago-based, uh, born in beautiful Berwyn, Illinois. Insert Spenguli sound where? drop right where? about. Where? Berwyn. Oh, Thank that's you. right. Oh, there it is. Just, yeah. it, 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 that tickles the cockles of the heart yeah, so nicely. Of course it does, so, yes. 
Uh, anyway, we are actually going to be back in Chicago uh, coming up on Friday, September 29th. It's our debut at Joe's on Wheat Street. Yeah, I saw Wheat that Street. you guys were going to be on at Joe's on Wheat Street. I love that place, man. It's, um, it's, have, it, they, have they hosted pro wrestling there before? They've done maybe a few shows there, but it hasn't been anything that's been regular. And it's something where during the course of the year, one of the problems that we've had has been with venues. Uh, venues yeah. is meaning places where people go to watch our fine brand of WrestleTainment. And it's something where our usual Chicago stop is the Logan Square Auditorium. And yeah. unfortunately, one of our shows at the Logan Square, uh, two of our shows at the Logan Square Auditorium got moved to another building that the owner was running at. The only problem was he didn't necessarily have the proper licensing yeah. to run events um, there. So By we the way, to... I'm, I'm very familiar with that that venue because it's right around the corner from where my right. parents live. It is right, literally but it was, right around the corner. Yeah. Now, only if your parents would have had the licenses and I could have sat there and <laughs> yeah, given yeah. them an example, yeah. like it's some bread for you the license. Done, you, you should have done the show at my folks' house. They would have loved it, my parents' place. How big is our backyard? I mean, oh, it's, it's huge. Don't worry about it, man. You could fit a steel cage in their backyard. I'm telling you, man. What, what, what about fans? Because unfortunately, yeah. fans are the ones that make up the product. Next, yeah, so my dad's got a lot them. of fans. I'm doing a show in uh, at Zany's in, uh, in Rosemont on October 24th. My dad's closing the show with jokes. He's the draw. I'm just oh, some wow. jag. It's a main event, like, right? He's got oh, the main I, event slot. He's the right main there. event. I'm I'm a dark match. That's now, that's what. Now, I, if he, if he truly was the main eventer, he'd come to the show early and try and get out of there as soon as he could, so he could be back <laughs> home. Like yeah. that's what I found. Like as yeah. as guys sometimes get older, the yeah. wiser guys are sort of like, wait, why am I have to go on last? Can I go on first? Where it's sort of like, no, I just want to go home. Anyway, AEW has been around for almost twenty years, and uh, so because of the issues that we've had with buildings in Chicago, we're trying out a new stop. We're trying out Joe's on Wheat Street. It's going to be a smaller show than normal. I mean, we do have limited seating, but all the tickets are twenty bucks, so you can't. Can't really go wrong there, and we have uh, our the heavyweight championship match that we're running is Davy Vega, who's been a, a mainstay at AAW for a number of years. He was part of a tag team called the Besties in the World, and he currently is both the AAW heavyweight and heritage champion. And he'll be facing Chicago's own Gringo Loco uh, for the heavyweight title. So it should mm. be a very very good match. Gringo Loco, extraordinary story. He's been wrestling forever. Like I've known the guy for twenty years, and he actually stepped back for wrestling, but then he's come. Back, he actually stepped away from wrestling from being a competitor and he's come back and he's basically he recently spent some time in japan and he is someone where he is, is a phenomenal talent so i'm really looking forward to him that's awesome going getting a shot in his hometown of chicago illinois and uh we also have qt marshall from aew that other promotion that starts with a and ends with w he'll yeah. be uh defending the triple a latin american championship so cool. uh, for all you big fans of the triple a latin american championship we got that covered. Plus our normal main story, our roster. It should be a fantastic show. You should definitely check it out if you are anywhere in the greater Chicagoland area on Friday, September 29th. It should be a should be a fun little show. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm always curious when we go into different buildings because different buildings, you get different vibes and different things happening. And uh, it could be it could be something where we do one show there and like, hey, this is awesome. Let's just do regular shows here. Or it could be something where, you know, I'm stealing napkins at the end of the night. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know that I mean I've been to Joe's many 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 times, uh, and and it, it seems like a great place to have uh, to have a wrestling event. Um, awesome. it's, it sounds like fun to me. And uh, now you guys, is Circus Across you, the Street is Circus Across the Street still open? And what about I don't Crowbar? Think so. I'm trying to figure out where the after party is going. I be. don't think so. I, I think all that I think that whole that whole craziness on weeds. I think it's a pretty. It's not as crazy it used to be. There's no. Uh, 
I don't think there's any. I don't think there's a strip clubs or anymore or what? anything like that. Yeah, I think the OTB is still there. Okay, uh, okay, thank God. Maybe okay, now so the after party probably will now be at the OTB. Yeah, you so. just bet on some horses. Uh, or elsewhere. the Whole Foods, maybe. Or maybe the whole. We'll yes, there's definitely Whole a Whole Foods. There oh, is. Uh, Whole um, I, I know the Whole Foods. There. There's a Crate and Barrel not too far oh, from there. Uh, the there's Uncle Julio's Hacienda, which is. Uh, <laughs> Not all very the far. hits are there. Yeah, oh, it's not very far. But Joe's on Wheat Street. Fantastic. <laughs> you can go to the New City Movie Theater. That's right around the corner. Oh, uh, right there. wow. Well, really... I, 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 I would hope if you're in that area, you would come to Wheat Street. But if you're going to sit there and see a film, that's a fun yeah, place to go Yeah, and there's also a like film. a really, really disgusting Mariano's uh, in the same building as the uh, one of the most repulsive Mariano's. I actually walked, the first time I ever walked into that Mariano's, I was killing time before a movie at New City. There was a screening. Okay. And I walked in and I walked around and I saw like the deli department and they have a bar at Mariano's. It's a lot of bar as a lot of Mariano's do. And every, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody was shit faced. And it was one of the most filthy Mariano's I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no, no. I, was it the employees that were getting shit faced, Nick? Or was it no, regular? I think, nine it was, to five I think it was everybody. I think the employees, oh, the, the president of the company, I think, was there. I don't know. It was just it was it was an almost it was almost surreally awful walking into that place. Like the lighting was dingy. It was just bad you're, you're really uh, making me want to go to this mariano's yeah, while, this while like, i'm in town and while, while i'm there yeah. on the 29th i'm like i gotta yeah. skip out i gotta do something at the disgusting mariano's you don't you don't want to you don't want to get your food for the green room at the show from mariano's i'm just saying that right now that's not where you want to get your that's good get, to know thank get you your, get your trays of food for the wrestlers that you don't want to get them there so i, I feel um, it'll be like a spinal tap deli tray where like there'll be a exactly pimento right. missing in this one and that's like right. uh, full slices of bread that's it so uh so aaw pro it's called The Chaos Theory, that show. Um, that is correct. And it's Friday, September 29th. Joe's on weed. Check out aawpro.com, aawpro.com. And uh, these guys put on great shows. The live shows are spectacular, very entertaining. You guys have a remarkably uh, uh, solid and, and great roster of, of wrestlers. And you guys put on great shows. You really And do. it's interesting because I, I, it's something where the roster always changes. Like, it's something where we're trying people out. We're seeing what sticks and what doesn't stick. And just we're sitting there. We're having a lot of fun because there is a lot of – there is sort of an untapped market for younger independent wrestlers that are out there right now. And yeah. there's plenty of, plenty of companies, of course, running in Chicago. But the fact that uh, – for twenty dollars, you can sit there and enjoy a show. I mean, that's, Great a, that's show. a fantastic deal, and that's like not twenty dollars for like you know, like that's twenty dollars to come inside the show. Like it's not like I don't think we're doing you know, like first row, second row, third row. Like it's just twenty dollars to come in. Yeah. We're trying this as an experiment, so come enjoy with Check us. It out. The Joe is on Weed Street. Twenty so. bucks, you see some great pro wrestling. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. Great stuff. So great pro wrestling, only twenty bucks. Joe's on Weed Street, great venue, so it should be fun. Awesome. Um, maybe the first of many times it shows. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where you never know. You just sort of have to have a vibe with the building. You have to make sure that the building owner is cool with it and receptive with it. It's just, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a delicate mix. I, I don't really have an analytical model for it because every time I try and do it, it just ends up, uh, you know, disappearing into thin air. Gotcha. All right. Well, make sure you check that out and all the details are at aawpro.com. Now, in, and, and it, just to segue into our first sort of story. And then we're mm-hmm. going to talk about uh, a lot. There's a lot of wrestling to talk about and, and, and all kinds of lots of news. There's always CM Punk seems to always make the news every time we talk. We'll, well get I to, think because we'll, he knows when I'm coming on the show. I so think he knows like we should potentially have something yeah. to talk about. Yeah, so he so. quit the company. Or no, he got fired from the company this time. So, well, anyway, yes. we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, speaking of talking about great shows that AEW puts on and great rosters, sometimes you never know who's going to show up. Now, mm-hmm. before we get into who showed up and tell the story about it and, and your recollection about it and all the kinds of cool stuff, before we do that, 
talk about some of the people who have walked through the gates of AAW, who have worked within the promotion, because you guys have had some major, major names and some unbelievably talented wrestlers work at AAW, some big-time stars. Talk about a little some of the people who have worked with AAW in the past. It's one of the things I love about the fact of how long we've been running and how many people have come through our gates is it's really good for me to big leak myself and the stuff that I've done in life where I sit there and say, yeah, film stuff with him. Yeah, he was our champion, stuff like that. But guys yeah. like, you know, guys like Seth Rollins, guys like Drew McIntyre, guys like... Uh, uh, Kevin Steen, like there has been an enormous amount. Guys, AEW guys, guys like Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, El Cerro Romero, uh, like there's just so many. Ruby, so Ruby many, Soho. Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho was, was yeah. a longtime regular for us. Our, our, yeah. She was our, our, I believe, our heritage champion for a, a period of time. Like it's, it's something where I think once we calculated, I think we had 80 people that we would consider regular, i.e. worked more than two or three shows for us that have found employment in the WWE or AEW. So it's yeah. something where we, we actually we actually celebrate those people because if you come to our shows or see our shows on you know High Spots uh, TV or any other digital uh, platform service, you'll see that we put up banners of our past to sit yeah. there and remind us of the, how we got here. And yeah. you'll see like there'll be Ray Phoenix over here, Tommaso Ciampa over there. So like we've had so many, so many great names. Eddie Kingston. I, I, I mean, Eddie Kingston, basically, Eddie, yeah. we were we were his home company for a number of years, and he created magic for us. So it's really cool to sort of see guys like that that came up from, you know, I, I some people consider us to be like a farm team, but it's something where I feel that they come to AEW, they hone those skills, and then they figure out how to do it on the grander scheme, scale, uh, and it's, it's really, really fun to see. Yeah, it is. Now you know, and I, I I don't know how how often uh, MJF wrestled with you guys, but MJF oh, did wrestle with AEW. Yeah, I, just, I I I can't believe I forgot about you. Yeah, I was just gonna well, say, yes. you know, he's only the Mess. champion. So he's only the the heavyweight <laughs> champion, and also one half of the ROH Tag yeah. Team Championships. Yeah, for Chacho, almost as prestigious. So yeah. yeah, yeah, MJF was with us for a number of months, and without a doubt, one of my favorite people to work with. Like just yeah. because you would just give him two things that he needed to get across in his promo, and he'd go from there. And we always made sure that uh, our interviewer at that time was a lovely uh, comedian from Chicago by the name of Sarah Shockey. And we always made sure that Sarah sang or got to, MJF got to interrupt Sarah during it. And they had yeah. a fantastic comic uh, rapport and they were very, very fun together. Yeah. So yeah, MJF, yeah, well, MJF deserves all the success in the world. There's so no I'm question very, about very it. proud he's, of him. Samoa Joe, who yeah. you know, MJF will be facing shortly, also yep. came through our, our, our locker room, Josh Alexander. I mean, I could go on, yeah. but I'd sit there and say that a good percentage of the professional wrestlers you love have at one time or another stepped foot in our locker room and been annoyed, uh, had me annoy them to film something or talk yeah. about something. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a great, great place to work. Amazing stuff. Well, now, speaking of you never know who's going to stop by. Mm-hmm. John Moxley came mm-hmm. by AEW. I saw this, uh, on, you know, online because I, obviously I follow wrestling and I follow you guys, and it's big news. Uh, uh, John Moxley, obviously a legend in in professional wrestling, currently, you know, a badass at uh, at AEW, and uh, um, and so how does this happen? How does John Moxley show up at a show? Give me the give me the rundown. How did he contact you guys? Did he say, hey, I'm going to show in, or I'm going to show up? What, what how did this how did this happen? 
One of uh, one of John's best friends in the world is Robert Anthony, who's been wrestling for us. He actually wrestled for us a long time back in the day, and then he came back this year as sort of the godfather of AEW character because he basically was in AEW before the current owners bought it and everything else. So, like, in the first two years of AEW, Robert Anthony was a huge part of this company. And, uh, you know, we're talking 2008, 2009, there was something called Team 74, which was Rob driving from Chicago and then picking up Moxley, I believe in Cincinnati, and then working for a promotion out east called Combat Zone Wrestling, better known as CZW. So Rob, Rob and John have been tight for years. If you've you've seen, if you've gone to any AEW shows with uh, any AEW shows in the area, you'll usually see Rob working, you know, preliminary matches and stuff like that, or being yeah. backstage in, in Moxie's yeah. log room. So they've been friends for ages, and it's something where he was in town, the timing was right, and we made sure that no one knew about it. I wasn't necessarily a hundred percent sure until I got there, where executive producer Mike Pekovich sort of pulled me aside. He's like, you know, you know moxley's coming i'm like oh okay that's really cool like cause you, you know you never know because the thing is sometimes you don't necessarily know how talent is going to react or how talent's going to be and we've done this a few times like a few years ago before the formation of aew uh we had the young bucks show up as a surprise uh yeah. to beat down on the lucha brothers so it, it becomes oh, one of those things where you sort of have to prepare to get ready for you know, like making sure the lights are out at a certain time, making sure that people know the proper cues for everything that's going on. Like it's, 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 it's a complicated thing. So as John is upstairs talking with the guys that were in the no rope barbed wire match, and we'll get to that in a few minutes, yeah. uh, like John is thinking about what he's doing. I've never seen someone so incredibly passionate and so in his head about what he's doing than John Moxley. Because John Moxley, for something where he was running in the ring and doing one or two things, was thinking about it and going over it in his head for yeah. for a number of minutes. And it was And by the way, really so quickly, cool really quickly, Keith, just really quickly, for people who might not be watching AAW, John Mox, for people who have watched WWE in the past, John Moxley was was uh, a Dean Ambrose yes, in WWE. And he was part he was part of the Shield. Uh, with yes. Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, just for people who might not be watching AEW, where he's known as John Moxley, he was Dean Ambrose, uh, so he's a big deal. Like this guy's, a, he's, this guy's he's a, a huge deal, and without yeah. a doubt, I think one of the top three wrestlers in the world for the last few years. Like oh, just easily. really, uh, amazing. Yeah. he's had incredible matches against everybody. He is such a delight, uh, just a a great guy to work with, and a guy that's so incredibly passionate about wrestling that it was really cool to watch. Like I was just excited to watch him thinking about what he was doing and like just going over with the guys about what yeah. he wanted to do where like it was it was awesome and then so the plan was for you know a spot basically a move to happen during the course of the match so i'm hanging out uh behind the curtain with john and john and i are making small talk and one of the things he mentioned to me was in independent wrestling these days we don't necessarily use tables anymore. Why? Because tables are a pain in the ass to lug around. Sometimes they don't break properly and they're expensive. So the the, the thing is right now, doors are the way to go because doors, they break easier, makes right. a nice sound, they're right. easy to transform and they're cheaper. So independent right. wrestling wise, <laughs> like independent wrestling 101, you know, you want to look good, but you also want to be cost effective. So I'm sitting there in the back and we're trying to figure out, you know, where the match is and when John's going to run in. And John's like, 
why, why is everybody using doors? Like I, I leave the independence for a few years and all of a sudden everyone's using doors. What about a nice table? And like, you know, there's plastic tables right next to them. It's sort of like, well, John, I mean, these are all the tables we have here are plastic. He's like, ah, like, you know, like it was, it was very fun just sitting yeah. there as he's waiting to come in. So anyway, the spot was supposed to be Mance Warner, who was the, the face in this, was supposed to do the spot where he does the knee pad up, knee pad down and does like the knee kick. Sure. Anyway, he does it, and the lights aren't going off. And I'm sitting there waiting for John to go out. So I literally go out there, and I can see, like, man sort of, like, looking. And I'm like, turn the lights off. Turn the fucking lights off. Yeah. And then, sure enough, like, I was in the front, and Moxley was going to be behind me. But he didn't want to be seen beforehand. So what he had done is he had grabbed a men's warehouse suit bag and sort of put it over his head and then <laughs> and then basically took it off right before he got in the ring and just the place exploded <laughs> because no one no one knew he was there. Like it's one of those things where sometimes wrestling is the best where you don't tell, I mean, you know, you know, telephone, tell a wrestler when you don't tell anybody anything. Yeah. But uh, it was awesome. It was a really, really cool moment. And it was something that, you know, basically it's sort of hard to get on the wrestling map with two or in the wrestling news when there's two big, huge companies running right now. Yeah. So it was something where it was a lovely surprise and it was really fun as well. So we're hoping That's great. we're hoping that John uh, comes back. Uh, we got a few more shows this year and we're hoping that we get to see a Team 74 reunion once again and, and actually announce it to people. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was so much fun. Like That's was, amazing. That's so, when, so fun. When, when those things work out right, it's the greatest feeling in the world. When they go out wrong, you're just sitting there being like, oh boy, why? Yeah. But, yeah. but it was great. And more yeah. importantly, my teenage dream actually happened before that, Nick. Well, let's hear what that is because we all want to know what Dr. Keith well, Lipinski's Dr. teenage Dr. Keith dream Lipinski's, is. you know, uh, this would be like my PG-13 teenage dream. Okay. This isn't like my <laughs> NC-17 right. teenage I don't want to hear that. Save like that, that for like, a different save the, that the for Dr. A different Keith podcast. The Dr. Keith Erotic Chronicles can wait. So Yeah, that yeah, yeah. do that on a different podcast. I don't want to hear that here. Yeah. I've been involved with wrestling now for about 20 years, whether yeah. it's writing, podcasting, producing, directing. I, I've done I've done it all. Yeah. There was one thing that has eluded me in this life, and that is to set up the ring for a no rope barbed wire match. It's something where I wanted to do, like I wanted to do a no rope barbed wire match where they basically take down the ropes and they put strands of barbed wire all across. And right. I was able to do that, Nick, and it was wow. one of the happiest days of my life because it's something wow. where you know, like it's something where we had tried for years to do something like this, and most of the venues were sort of frowning upon it because I mean, it it is sort of. You know, I don't want to use the word barbaric, but it's a fantastic word here, so I'm going to use it. Of course. But it was something where, like, you know, I got out there and, you know, I started doing this, and my first concern was I didn't have gloves. And the last thing you want to do is, like, set up this while making, like, because you want to make sure that people know that this is actual barbed wire. Like, this isn't something, this isn't plastic or anything like that. So luckily I had one of our, our, the best referee in the business right now, Dan Perch, had an extra set of gloves. So I'm able to sit there and make everything tight, wrapping things around, cutting off wire. Like almost almost like I, I could see my dad up in heaven being proud. That, like his son is actually building something for the first time in so many years. That it doesn't have IKEA listed on it anywhere. Oh, and right. like there's a referee right next to me that's doing it without, his hand, without any gloves on. I'm like dude, go get some fucking gloves. You have to sell this because people yeah. are watching this and people see you just sitting there doing this with your bare hands. They're going to be like, okay, that's not that's not real. And anyway, so one of the things is you got to make sure this thing is tight, but you don't want to have it be too tight. So like I focused on one side of the ring. 
uh, like two or three sides of the ring. I didn't focus on the fourth side. Sure enough, one of the first spots they do is they push one into one of the sides I didn't do, and the thing on that side falls apart. Oh. But luckily, the sides I did all lasted pretty pretty well. So, yeah. and it was an awesome awesome match. Like I mean, I I, I enjoy. I enjoy human carnage. I enjoy blood. So this sure. is something where Mance Warner and Robert Anthony from The Art of War from uh, from uh, earlier this month. It was a fantastic show. Definitely check it out uh, wherever shows are sold. I believe it's on Highspots.tv right okay. now. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, cool. That's amazing. So you got to set that up. Now, let me ask you this. Are, are, is, are, is barbed wire cheaper than doors? Uh, you know, the thing is, I think... <laughs> This was the third barbed wire match in uh, in AEW history, and I believe this was it was something where they bought a spool when they did the first <laughs> one, and the first one was like Seth Rollins uh, slash Tyler Black versus Merrick Brave, and that one might have been like I mean we're talking that was in the early aughts, so like this was a this is definitely this was vintage barbed wire right here. Oh, so this, this is the same spool. spool. This was from I the same believe so. I, I think wow. for the story's sake and because it's wrestling and stories uh, sell yeah. things. Right. We're gonna sit there and say yes. This is absolutely the same stuff. Now it wasn't the stuff that was used in their match because once, no, no, once right. you've used the... it, it's gone. Right. But at least I believe right. the spool might have been the same spool uh, that right. we we bought back in the day. Let's let's go with that. Even go it's with not that. True, That's still a great story. True, we it's a great just, story. We just, though. We just we'll exactly. edit around it. Let's uh, so um, let's talk about some of the some of the uh, some of the stuff that's happening. I guess I mean we should probably you know. Uh, lead with uh, you know what the hell is going on with CM Punk the whole CM Punk uh, so they're in is it, this happened in London at Wembley yes yes uh, and it's Jungle Boy who of course is Luke Perry's son um, and uh, they got into a confrontation one of the many confrontations that CM Punk seems to get into every time he comes back into wrestling there's some sort of backstage confrontation or something happens what and then what he got he was fired he was let go uh, and this is not a this is not this is not no. a this is not, this, not a work this, this isn't an angle this isn't yeah. a storyline so basically the the, the 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 cliff's notes version of this and i don't even know if they make cliff notes anymore is that uh basically a few weeks ago jungle boy had an idea where he wanted to do a spot, meaning something that's done in the course of the match, that involved broken glass. And apparently CM Punk vetoed this idea, where he didn't want to sit there and deal with broken glass. Like, it's something where I think at times guys think what would get the biggest pop or, like, ovation, as opposed to their safety. And it's something where, you know, people have been injured and everything else. So, like, it's something where Punk was not necessarily cool with this... You know, happening like he did not want this to happen, and, and it, it was a story that was sort of put out in the wrestling media uh, that you know basically they didn't have a confrontation about it, but Punk basically sat there and said, "No, I don't want this to happen. I don't want there to be glass." So, anyway, all out, and it was by the way the, one of the interesting things about it. It was the Jungle Boy match wasn't actually supposed to be on the British show. It was added to the British show late. It was okay. actually supposed to happen in Chicago, which right. would have made things even more interesting. So. Right. The general gist of everything that I've read about it is this. So Jungle Boy has this match, and Jungle Boy, because he is now a vicious, you know, evil guy, he comes yeah. in, he comes, he came, he basically was chauffeured into into the arena floor. Basically, he had this fancy car, and they ended up doing some moves on top of this beautiful car. 
like in front of uh, 81,000 Brit- screaming British fans. Right. So as, as uh, you know, our boy Jack Perry is doing this, at one point uh, the windshield of the car got, got knocked out. And he looks at the camera and says as loud as possible, real glass, cry me a river into the camera. Mm. So Punk is backstage waiting for his match. And Punk sees this and basically real grass cry, go cry me a river is basically fuck you i'm gonna do yeah. this anyway you yeah. know which is you know that happens sometimes in life yep. apparently yep. uh you know jack perry goes backstage and there was a confrontation with him and cm punk uh tony khan who basically runs aew was there and you know tony khan feared for his life because apparently punk might have actually gone after him as well and it was something where punk didn't want to do his match they were talking uh, he was supposed to have a match with samoa joe that was going to open the show right didn't want to potentially do his match like and, and this is this is all you know keep in mind this is all what's been read in the media accounts so i should say allegedly so nick doesn't get sued That's right. uh but but it's something where you know basically punk went ahead and after being convinced went and got did his match they said there was an investigation both guys were suspended and the night before they were supposed to uh i believe they were supposed they were running the united center for collision on a saturday night and the pay-per-view on a sunday it was announced that uh they had fired cm punk isn't that because of this confrontation and apparently apparently in the backstage area they had tons of cameras unlike the previous fight that happened last year and uh in uh what do you call it in the Sears uh, Sears Center? Yeah, in Hoffman Estates. Right. That was something that was done in a dressing room. You're not going to have a camera there, but this was done in the gorilla position, which is named after Gorilla Monsoon, right. which is the position right before the curtain. So it's right. something where usually the show is produced, like at least the main producers are there during the course of the show. So they got wow. an altercation. <laughs> Thank God. <clears throat> Samoa Joe, who was uh, Punk's opponent for that night, was there and he helped break it up. And then the talk is that Punk didn't necessarily want to go out there for his match, and they were going to try and move up the the sixth man to the opener spot. But then it was something I think cooler heads prevailed, and then uh, everything was good. So, yeah, Punk officially is done with AEW. It doesn't look like there's going to be a lawsuit or anything like that on this one, though, because of the fact that, you know, they might actually have footage of all this stuff, and you don't necessarily want that footage to get out there. So, yeah. uh, yeah. It's it's right. it's. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, punk's uh, Punk's AEW run is legendary in more ways than one. I mean, I'm glad that we got CM Punk back into wrestling. I'm glad he had some real great bangers. Uh, that chain match with MJF was Amazing. awesome, yeah. and like he was, it was he was a lot of fun. I still have a warm, soft, and fuzzy place in my heart for CM Punk. But Me I think too. it's just something where. You know, sometimes things don't work out. And it seemed like there were things, it seemed like him coming back and them starting this collision show on Saturday was sort of being him helping with the creative part of the collision show and sort of being the sort of the gatekeeper there. And the collision show was very enjoyable to watch and, and very, I, I liked it a lot. I thought, thought it moved at a good pace and I thought that they gave people time for their matches. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss yeah. the CM Punk era of AEW part two. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's all but it's it's just so crazy the amount of controversy that this one dude has caused, not just with AEW, but with WWE, but like every promotion he's been in. Yeah. Uh there's been some sort of conflict or confrontation or commotion or something. 
uh, that CM Punk is is known for. Um, and uh, I don't know. I guess it, I guess we would have been disappointed if he didn't go out like this. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, sometimes it is better to you know burn out than actually fade away. There you case. go. Thank you, Mr. Neil Young. There you go. Hey, um, so. Uh, so, all right, you know, speaking of uh, AEW, um, uh, you know, in the in the email that you sent me with some of the stuff that you that we might want to talk about, you have what you like about AEW and what you don't like about AEW. Um, let me throw one thing that I'm currently really liking about AEW. Please, uh, Ricky Starks. Um, I mean, he's killing it. I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. His, his match with Brian at. Uh, at the all out show was fantastic. I mean, and his promos, the character, yes. all the shit he's doing, you know, taking out steamboat. I just, <laughs> I, I love, I love everything he's doing. I've always liked the guy, but this like heel shit that he's doing is pretty spectacular. And I like it, his pairing with the big bill uh, yeah. as well. Like yeah, I think I the agree. fact when you have a seven foot tall cat, uh, you know, uh, formerly Big Kaz in the WWE, like it's yeah. something where he or Big Kaz, not Big Kaz. I was yeah. thinking of Bill Kazmaier, legendary yeah. strongman, and at one point a WCW uh, uh, competitor. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're great together. I really liked uh, they're doing something right now with Hangman and Shane yep. Strickland, which yep. I think is right on the money as it should be because I think I think there's so much talent in AEW that that's a problem. Like, and I know you're thinking, why, why, why is that a problem? I think because you need characters to develop stories and have time as opposed to having a character on for five minutes and then be gone. Yeah, know, like, I agree. I, I think I, I think it's something where there's a little bit more focus right now on certain things that I like, which is going to be good. And also, I think that that's, that's really what's good about Collision is that they can spread that stuff out. You know what I mean? Now, before they just hit Rampage, which is an hour, and Dynamite, which is two hours, and now you got these two hours on Saturday, which were was supposed to be dedicated to whatever CM Punk wanted, and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, you can do that now. I think you can find places to spread these dudes around and let them develop a storyline that's not going to be forced into three hours of programming because now they have five. Yeah. And I, it's something where I would like to see a little bit more storylines behind the matches, but that's something that I've wanted for years. Like, yeah. I, I like I like the fact when you watch a match and it's going somewhere as opposed to sort of a, okay, what's going to happen is there's going to be, uh, you know, someone that gets, uh, you know, someone's going to interfere and that's going to start another program. It's like, no, yeah. worry about the program that you have going on here. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I like, like I said, the, the Strickland, you know, Hangman Page stuff was good, but it was sort of also showing the issues with AEW where it's sort of like, hey, shouldn't you be fighting for belts? Like, you're just sort of here existing. Like, you weren't even on the show or anything yeah. like that. Like, it's a good it's a good story to tell, and it's also helpful when you have guys that as, you know, Shane has had, I mean, I, I think I think the, at the All Out show in the UK, that uh, casket match, I think, was one of the best casket matches I've ever seen. Keep in mind, so many casket matches have been with The Undertaker, that yeah. it's not necessarily the highest bar in the world, but they did some really super. They did some really super creative stuff in there by the fact of bringing the casket within the ring, doing moves on top of the casket, and doing a lot of casket teasing. Where it'd be something where, like you know, like Sting would have his elbow out, so they weren't able to close yeah. it, of course, or yeah. having the foot out, or like at one yeah. point Shane had his dreads out. Like it was, yeah. there was some creativity there, and I, I really enjoyed it. So it's something. AEW to me is is I, I still find it. To be the more enjoyable of the two promotions but it's something where i just i just i know that they can do better in certain regards i agree and i'm with you on that 100 percent. i i do think that um the strength of aew is not necessarily in their writing or their programs or their storylines but the wrestling's great 
Like yes. I, I, the wrestling is better than WWE. Like the pure wrestling to watch the the the, the guys and the, and the ladies go out there and do their thing in the ring during a match. It's better than watching WWE. I think. I, I would agree, and like I think if you just do some more storytelling around it, as opposed to giving yeah. us matches, that's something. But it's it's easy it's easy to put together matches because you know matches is just matching up people and stuff like that. But to yeah. put something a little bit bigger and to give a little bit more of a storyline, that takes time. What do you think of what's going on with, you know, like, because we haven't talked since, uh, it's been a while. And since then, you know, like, M- MJF's character has changed. Um, yes. You know, I mean, he's now our scumbag. And um, God bless. And God bless him. But he's not like, because I thought for sure he was going to do the turn and that we, it was going to get nasty with him and, and, um, and, uh, and, and, and Cole. Um, but it really hasn't done that. And the, this muchacho stuff and all of that stuff, by the way, all of that stuff between the two of them. The promos they cut, the pre, you know, the films that the videos that they did, gold. Them All doing the dodgeball with the little kids, unbelievable, have a wonderful, wonderful thing yeah. in my heart. So always, I mean, that shit was great. It was gold. So yeah, but I did expect like the MJF, like you know, to, is is it you know, is it a work or is it a is it a shoot? That kind of stuff. I thought that was going to creep back, and it really hasn't. And he's embraced this sort of likable asshole character as opposed to being the total "I'm a heel, you're a mark, this is a this is a shoot" kind of a thing. Well, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, what they've done with everything, which has been really, really nice, is sort of figure things out. Like I, I just talked about storytelling a while ago. The whole Adam Cole, uh, whole Adam Cole MGF storyline, and having guys like Samoa Joe being involved, and having. Uh, the kingdom of yeah. you know Mike Bennett yeah, and yeah. Matt Tavern, Tavern, sorry, and also the Roderick Strong stuff. I think there's been so many levels to this storyline that it's actually been very, very enjoyable. Where it's yeah. something where yeah. that it's 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 you know. I, I feel that they might be listening to what I said 10 minutes ago and then gone back in time and then set this up for me personally. No, uh, but no, it's something with like the Roddy stuff. The Roddy stuff has been awesome. Like it's, it's something where it's put over Roddy is with promos and that's never necessarily been his strong suit. No, so it's he's been, great. It's, I mean, it's been it's been yeah, really, really, you, and it's something where there's so many people that get involved, and all the matches make sense. Obviously, yeah. the kingdom will eventually be going for the better than you, baby, tag team championships. Right. Like you know, and it's something where you know you have the Joe issue, and he choked out Adam Cole as well. So there's right. a lot of cool things that could happen from this. So it's and, been and, it, and, that's and, been and, something I really have enjoyed. I think one of the one of the lessons here, the, the one of the messages here is uh, just put a guy in a neck brace and it's gold. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's always been the case, man. Oh, that's why I'm wearing one right now. You can tell on radio because it's all. Well, I mean, Uh, you think of back in the day, like when I was a kid, Bobby Heenan had one on constantly. And like it's something where, you know, like, oh, God, like he'll interfere. But no, you're not going to hit me because I have a neck brace. So like it worked out like, you know, it's it's it that 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 storyline for one has been very, very enjoyable for me. And that's something I want to keep it going. And just, you know, like it's something where I, I feel I feel a match doesn't necessarily need a storyline if it's something that people have wanted for years. For yeah. ex- in instance, the uh, Zack Sabre Jr. match versus Brian Danielson in October match at Russell Dream is something where you don't necessarily need a huge storyline oh, for no, that of because not. the storyline for that is very easy. The two best guys in the right. world. That's it. But there's <laughs> other things where they yeah. need a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Now, let's get since we, you know, I, I want to get some uh, WWE talk in here before we get out of here. Uh, uh, WWE. 
Uh, how do you feel about what's going on? And um, uh, is because my, my I will say this: my dad's sick of the Judgment Day. That's all I'm going to say. He's sick of really? it. Really? He is. And I think they're I think they're outstanding right now. I think what they're doing is great. I love the fact that they have all the gold. I love the fact that Priest has the uh, you know he's got the he's got the briefcase. And I love I mean Rhea Ripley to me is just you know I mean she's just grand. You're 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 a fan. We, I'm we, a we, huge. This has been this has been testimonied and yeah, a testimony testimony. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This has been testified and documented in multiple yes, places. Yes, that I've been a fan for i've been a fan of ria for many 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 years and i could not be more thrilled with where she is right now and 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 the, and the pop that she gets and how much they love mommy uh yeah and, uh, but it's something where maybe your dad feels like me where it's something where after all that bloodline stuff for the last few months yeah. it seems like judgment day is a less superior version yeah. of that but yeah. i mean i mean i like all the characters that are there i have like the sort of the will they or won't they yeah. of uh you know a finn, finn balor and yeah, damian exactly. priest yeah. cashing yeah. in so yeah. that was enjoyable and the matches yeah. that uh you know, Finn had with uh, Rollins were both very, very good. Absolutely. But yeah, it's something where I, I could understand some people sort of being tired of it. But the thing is, then I think about a dumb stereo who, without a doubt, has one of the best punchable faces in oh, wrestling question. today. I mean, I, I think the only other person that I would put on this list right now, there's a guy working for us and for the NWA by the name of Joe Alonzo Jr., who also yeah. has an incredibly punchable face. So like between those two guys and like that, that's, that's sometimes how I review wrestling. How bad do I want to punch this guy in the face by what he says and what he does? And in both those guys' cases, they don't have to do much, and yeah. you still like hate them. Well, and, like, I, Dom's, I, Dom's a champion. Dom's Dom, the North listen, American heavyweight champion. Like we it's, should celebrate the fact that he is the king of North America. I, I will say this because I remember when you know when Dom first started, and it was like he was pitiful in the ring, and he was just there obviously because you know his father is Ray and all that stuff. But when they, when he embraced the, you know, the whole heel thing, and when he started to grow his hair out like Eddie, and and you know the whole mammy thing, and then when the audience was like, well, all right, let's help put this guy over, because every time he puts the mic to his mouth and the audience goes nuts, it makes me laugh every single time, man. Uh, you know, it's the audience pushing the storyline along, and I love when that happens. You know, uh, uh, I love it. He can't talk. The audience will boo thirty thousand people or twenty thousand people or how many people just boo in unison because he can't even talk into the microphone. And that put him over. I never oh, thought yeah. that you, uh, that guy. I never thought like four years ago, five years ago. I never thought that kid would ever be over in any situation. And he's between, over big time. Between that and Rhea, he's over like gangbusters. Uh, and no it's something where he it. doesn't have to do much yeah. to actually get there. Like it's, it's really fun to watch. It's great. It's great. So what are your favorite things happening in WWE right now? What are some of your I mean, things? I mean, like anything, I, I'm still a fan of, of uh, Kevin Steen and Sami Zayn and some yeah. of the stuff that they've had. But like, yeah. you know, like it's something where I like what they're doing with Drew McIntyre's character right now because like it just seems like he should he's he's due to go evil, as I like to call it. So yeah. I would yeah. really, really like to see him. I mean, I, I think the fact that the God bless the writer strike right now, not for the entertainment that they're not giving us, but for the fact they're making people come back to the wonderful world of pro wrestling like John Cena actually hanging around for a little bit and also the rock showing up unexpectedly on Friday, but he wasn't in a man's warehouse bag like John Moxley was at AEW <laughs> a few weeks ago. Right. Like I, I think there's some really cool things that are done there. And I think yeah. I think the roster that of, of the WWE right now is pretty, pretty good. But it's something where I feel that they're sort of in what I like to call the creative lull right now, 
where it's something where the thing that has gotten them the worldwide acclaim and the ticket sales, the Bloodline storyline is sort of on like in pause right now. Yeah, it is. And yeah. it's something where I think it they're just sort of figuring out the next pieces and where to go with that. Right. So in the right. case of that, they can do things and see what works and see what doesn't work. You know, the, the I enjoyed the Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Seth Rollins storyline for the fact that Shinsuke knew about, you know, Seth Rollins is back and how right. they played that up into it. I thought that was good but that was what they needed to do unfortunately to sell that match and that's all that they potentially could have done because of the how they've treated shinsuke for years exactly so it's it's something where if a guy attacks another guy to get a main event plot have him win a bunch of matches beforehand have him be on the up and up and then have him attack him because then at least you sit there and say well you know shinsuke has won you know 12 matches in a row as opposed to shinsuke doesn't like this guy because he knows secrets yeah right now, now, what do you think about the Endeavor deal? Uh, before we get you out of here, what, uh, I'm very so- curious to see where it lies for WWE because I think I think you're going to see is potentially a lot of cross marketing for it, and you know I think for Brock Lesnar this is fantastic. I, I I'm, I'm curious to see how they play with this, like because it's something where you know who's really is it sort of a going to be a unified company or two companies sort of merging into one where they sort of stay in their lane and is it something where maybe they find someone in a UFC that you know gets knocked out quickly but he's got the presence and persona so does it basically become a wrestler then by that yeah. case like yeah, it's yeah. It, I'm, I'm curious to see see how that happens uh you know and more importantly the best thing about all this has been the Vince McMahon pictures of his lovely, lovely telenovela mustache. It's like, incredible. And some of the guy. pictures that they literally have, it literally like uh, telenovela uh, heel, Rudo. So he, he, it's, yeah, it's, been it's great. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. All right. And then uh, and I have not watched the Netflix series, The Wrestlers, oh, yet. I haven't watched the app. I'm, I'm, I'm going to binge it and I'm going to watch it. And, I, I, and uh, you know, as you know, I had Al Snow on, on the podcast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a couple of months back, uh, you know, to talk about his uh, his comedy and the gig that he did at Zany's. Uh, it was a fantastic interview, and he was really, really great. Um, mm-hmm. And this, for people who don't know, this is a, an actual documentary series about his uh, the company that he runs. Um, yeah. And uh, we t- well, first of all, tell everybody about it, and, and what did you think? I haven't watched it yet. I'm just going to binge the hell out of it. And, uh, uh, actually, this week. I'll watch it in the next couple of days. When, when this was announced, I was a little surprised because basically the company that's being profiled here is Ohio Valley Wrestling. And from in the early... Uh, in the late 90s to probably like 2008 or 2009, before there was Next, there was Ohio Valley. And Ohio Valley basically was a WWE developmental area. And it was basically John Cena went there, Batista went there, Randy Orton was there, Brock Lesnar was there. There was a running joke for a while that if you went to OVW, you got an enormous back tattoo before you got on the main WWE <laughs> roster. So like it was something where it was run by Jim Cornette during those times. Yeah. Jim Cornette got fired and it's been passed along. And it's currently, it has not been the developmental company for WWE for a number of years. And right. I believe maybe five or six years ago, Al Snow took it over. Right. And it's it's basically, a, a, it's a documentary basically about what running an independent wrestling promotion is like. And how do you feel about it for someone who works on an independent wrestling uh, for real? Well, how, did, how did you feel about this thing? It's called, again, for people who don't know, it's, it's a real documentary about wrestling it's called the wrestlers and it's on netflix how did you feel as someone who's in that business how did you feel i mean i i felt i felt at times like any sort of reality stuff there was stuff that was sort of staged yeah you know like i feel that it's something where you know i i 
I feel at times you do a show, a reality show, just to show things and situations. You know, like they had, they had, a, they have a very interesting premise though for the fact that they had a new investor come in and the new investor, like you know, basically wanted to do certain things and doesn't necessarily know the wrestling game because he wasn't part of it. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's an enjoyable watch. I, you know, it's 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 also depends upon your opinion of Al Snow at times while watching it. You know, because like the fact is like Al Snow. You know, like, although I love Head and I enjoy, you know, who doesn't love Head, honestly? Yeah, but I mean, like, as much as I enjoy Al Snow, the the character at times, Al Snow, the person outside of wrestling talking about wrestling, comes off as a little bitter yeah. at times. Yeah. But I mean, that's part of the fun of Al Snow. So yeah. I, I think that part of that enters it well. It's worth a watch, though. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out. And that's uh, uh, the, the Wrestlers, which is on Netflix, uh, available now. All right, very, very cool. Um, so uh, one more time, tell everybody when they can see some AAW. Uh, it's at Joe's on Wheat Street, September 29th, right? Yes, September 29th, Joe's on Wheat Street. And I believe we are back in Berwyn. When? Wait, hold on a second. That's what, That's why I was setting it up, Nick. I was go. setting Thank it up you, so you could knock it down. I'm so there for you. I I'm believe that you. we're back in Berwyn multiple times till the end of the year. Okay. Uh, I believe our next show there will be October 28th, and it will be the Jim Lynam Memorial Tournament, which is our right. one day we're yeah. doing double shows to celebrate our good man in radio, Jim Lynam, and his yeah. memory. And then we will be back uh, on uh, December 1st and also December 30th. So we got uh, we got four more shows, and then we go move on to the 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary. And you can check all that out at aawpro.com. You can follow aawpro on all of the social medias. Uh, Keith, always a pleasure talking wrestling with you, buddy. I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Nick. All right, buddy, take care. That's Keith Lipinski, everybody. He's our wrestling dude. Yeah, check him out. AAW Pro, uh, and of course, AEW you can watch on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, and uh, WWE you can watch on Mondays and Fridays and uh, and pay-per-views. I love wrestling. I always will, and it's always great to talk with Keith about pro wrestling. And hey, it is time to talk to the one, the only. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Esmeralda Leon, that's a song you hear whenever we talk to Esmeralda Leon. Wouldn't that would be appropriate, right? Esmeralda, if it's Esmeralda Leon is a song, we should be talking with Esmeralda Leon. Yes, <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. It's Esmeralda. How people you doing, would, Esmeralda? People would get confused, I think, yeah. if you, if yeah, you played yeah, yeah. that yeah. with and then someone else shows up. And somebody else shows up. That's right. There would uh, be questions and emails. How are you, Esmeralda? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm okay. So uh, I understand that you've been, uh, you know, for people who, who uh, don't know, you do walk dogs uh, to make mm-hmm. a little ex- extra dough. And then also you do dog sit. And this weekend you've been doing a little dog sitting. Are, have any, mm-hmm. any, any fun stories about the dogs? Have they been well behaved? Are they pooping all They've over the house? They've been very good. They've yeah. been very good boys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So good dogs and all that. So you've been, have you been saying good dog a lot to them? Yes. <laughs> 
And then they look at me like, what? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Good what? I don't understand any of this stuff. So do, do you ever hear of them say, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. They, do they do that or no? I think they only do that when I'm not around. When you're not around, I see. You know, okay. have their little parties up. and such. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, their conversations. Cool. <laughs> Got it. All right. Well, this is Esmeralda Leon, uh, and uh, we uh, talk all the time. Um, and my dad's going to stop by and tell a joke. Esmeralda, are you ready for my dad's joke a little bit later on? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he is going to tell a joke live on stage with us. And you mm-hmm. know this. We're all planned for mm-hmm. this. Tuesday, October 24th. At Zany's in Rosemont, one of the best comedy clubs in the country. Zany's in Rosemont, really easy to get to right off the expressway. There's a parking garage right there, really easy. You get your parking validated. There's restaurants and bars all around. Get something to eat before or afterwards. You can eat there and drink at the place. It's awesome. It's going to be a fun show live uh, at uh, Zany's in Rosemont. Esmeralda is going to be on stage with me. Um, and we are going to have a good time. I, I guess we're going to do some, we're going to, we'll bring some crazy-ass Halloween candy, right? Um, yeah, we'll be looking for some. Yeah. So if well, anybody has suggestions. Yeah, you can say, you can send us an email or, or whatever you want to do. Leave a voicemail at 773-417-6948 or nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to bring some Halloween candy, hey, just don't put razor blades in it. That's all I ask. And you don't bring whole, apples. That's, a, oh, that's right. That's only an apple. That's right. <laughs> don't be a bummer and bring apples. <laughs> yeah. Don't bring apples. We don't want apples there. So. Or raisins. No, no one wants boxes of raisins. Uh, what about the Jagoffs when you'd go trick-or-treating? What about the Jagoffs who would go, here's some toothpaste? Remember they give you the little toothpaste? with the? I've never gotten that. I've gotten pennies. Pennies, uh, yeah. McDonald's coupons that were expired. <laughs> that were expired? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Because yeah. McDonald's Some McDonald's gift cool certificates people. <laughs> McDonald's gift certificates are cool as long as they're not expired. That's pretty cool. Well, I would they're, like yeah, but they were like kid ones. You oh, know, right. I think they were specific to it, so they probably yeah. you know it's not like you can get a whole meal or anything. Yeah. But still, like what the hell? Yeah, jagoffs. Well, anyway, none of that. We're not going to be giving away expired coupons at the uh, at the mm-hmm. show. Uh, mm-hmm. The McDonald's coupons we give away, they won't be expired. No, we're not going to give them away. But anyway. <laughs> it's the Nick D Podcast Live. It's Tuesday night, October 24th. The show is at 7.30. Doors open at 6.30. It's at uh, Zany's in Rosemont. Uh, Esmeralda will be there. I will be there. My dad is going to come on stage and close the show. He always steals it. Uh, he's oh, going to tell some jokes. I mean, jokes. he's amazing. Yeah. He, and, he's been amazing every time. Always. And, and our special guest is our good friend, Andrea Darlis. Mm-hmm. Um, who has a couple of podcasts who you can hear regularly uh, on WLSAM, uh, where she fills in a lot and she appears on the Steve Cochran show from time to time. Uh, and of course, we worked with her at the car wash for many years at WGN. Uh, and she's a lovely woman and hilarious and funny and has amazing stories about being in the broadcast world for many years. And Andrea Darlich is going to be our special guest live on stage. So you get to see her. You get to participate. We'll have trivia questions. We'll give away some cool prizes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be hilarious. It'll be recorded. You will be part of a live podcast. Get your tickets right now. Let's sell out the place and pack it. Rosemont.zanies.com. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get your tickets now. Again, Tuesday, October 24th. Showtime's at 730. Let's jam the place for a really fun, interactive, hilarious night. And if you want to call the box office with questions or if you want to order your tickets through the box office, 847-813-0484, or you can get your tickets at rosemont.sandys.com. Tuesday, October 24th, the Nick D Podcast Live with Andrea Darlis as our special guest. It'll be exciting. It's been a while since we haven't done one in a long time, Esmeralda. I can't wait to get back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be good. It that place is 
It is great. The yeah. space and the the people there are awesome. Yeah. Alex, who's uh, one of the managers there, was, was really great. Um, we get to work with him, and the staff is great. The wait staff, they're all really, really cool. And tip your waiters and waitresses. Tip the hell out of them. If you, mm-hmm. think, you've t- if you think you've tipped too much, you haven't, and you should tip more. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's yeah. how it works. So we have a special, besides my dad being a special guest, as he is every Tuesday, uh, mm-hmm. because he's going to, oh, wait a minute. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. That's right. I know you do, baby. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, yeah. and I love Nick's show. She's got a Zany's Rosemont t-shirt on, Ezra. Oh, wow. Did she yeah. make it herself, or did she, she yeah. buy it? No, she makes all her own t-shirts. She's got a whole oh, shop okay. that she does. So she's there. essentially bootlegging shirts. <laughs> it is a bootleg Zany shirt. <laughs> she's bootlegging the Zany shirts. I'm sure that the people who are from Zany's who are listening to this right now are thrilled that... <laughs> Carrie Russell is She's not selling shirts. them. No. It's for her personal use. That's right. It's only for her personal <laughs> use. But my dad's going to come through that same entrance and push Carrie Russell out of the way and tell a joke a little bit later on. So that's coming up. But we have a special guest, Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. And we have not heard. He's an old friend. And we mm-hmm. have not heard from this old friend in a pretty long time. It's been a while since he's visited the podcast. He's a lovely man. Uh, he's British. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know that, Esmeralda. Uh, uh, I, I gathered. He's also very good friends with Tom uh, Hush. You know Tom Hush. Yes. Yeah. Uh, f- mm-hmm. Former producer of the Nick DeGilio show over at the Car Wash and now the current executive producer of the Steve Cochran Morning Show on WLS AM 890. You can hear that 5.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. weekdays. And you can hear me every other Friday reviewing movies and hanging out. Uh, and it's great to, to, to hang out with those guys. So I get to see his good friend Tom Hush on a regular basis. But he's a he's a British dude who lives in a submarine, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever I play a certain piece of music, he just appears. He's a magic man. Right. Well, he gets taken <laughs> by the music. Essentially, that's right. That's right. He, he gets taken. That's right. If I play it again, it takes him away. He disappears. That's right. It's a very right. strange thing. So there's some magical supernatural stuff going on right now. Um, and he always joins us to talk shop and talk about, you know, all kinds of stuff that are happening in his life, but also to play a great round of the amazing music trivia game for the record. And Esmeralda, yes. I can't remember who won last time. Uh, uh, everyone. All right. There it is. Everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. everyone. Everyone was a winner. <laughs> okay. So uh, we have to figure out what we're going to win. Uh, we'll win $10 million. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and we will hang out. Oh, I understand Jimmy Buffett is downstairs. So we'll. Uh, we'll oh, be, okay. So All right. We'll hang out with Jimmy Buffett. You get cheeseburgers and You'll paradise. Having some cheeseburgers. And I don't Margarita. know. Margarita. I'm not sure that he's going to be in the right condition to drive, but he's supposed to be driving, but we'll see. So <laughs> anyway, whoever wins. But now let's summon the British man, Slap Slapley. Let's see what happens when I do this. Jeez. You all right? Oh my god. What? Oh. What's the matter, Slap? I I, you know, there I was just at a music festival and I've just been summoned and I feel like I've just gone through the void of some sort. Like I'm I'm surrounded by marijuana smoke. It's horrible. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah, we do, we never do tell him that we're going to summon him. Yeah, you just you just show so you were at a music festival slap? Is that what that Yes, happened? yes, I was just at Britain's biggest punk festival, Mild Manifest. What? 
Oh. <laughs> yes. Huh. Everybody's on their best behavior. We yeah. have a cup um, of tea and we we mm. talk about how, you know, we wish that society would s- improve somewhat and then we go home. We're, we're in bed wow. by about 9. That, that huh? sounds like Are a- these all Are they all old punks? Is that why? Oh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's nobody there under the age of about 65, 70. Yeah. I mean, you've uh, got uh, uh, you've got Jim poorly dressed. He played. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's. I mean, that's he's, a big one. Yeah, Jim poorly yeah. dressed. Yeah, he, I mean, he comes out and you should see the state of his collar. It's yeah. completely unkempt, wrinkled. It looks like it hasn't <laughs> seen an iron since, like, I don't know, the Thatcher administration. Oh. So, Ooh, I mean, well, it's just know, really, he's really a punk. naughty stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> wow. you know, you get a bit hot under the collar. You're like, oh, wow. Imagine what his old man thinks of that. Wow. So so now the, the rebellious thing to do is not iron? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, uh, yeah not ironing your shirt is a big one. Um, taking two sugars with your tea. That's that's Ooh. quite rebellious. Yeah, two sugars. I mean, yeah. in this economy, can you believe it? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure the di- the rampant diabetes amongst these old punkers. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not good. I, Esmeralda, you've hit the nail on the head. It's not good. I mean, they have an insulin tent instead of a malort tent. Ooh. You know, it's... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, people are shooting up insulin left and right. It's madness. Wow. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand that. I, I did not know that insulin was the was a problem. Well, I mean, listen here, Nicholas, when when your pancreas basically stops working after that much sugary tea, I mean, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's a given that you're going to be shooting up insulin like your Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Wow, okay. Hey, what was it that, with the, the, you know, you're talking about uh, being a rebel or uh, what was it that, uh, that uh, Mick Jagger says, I got nasty habits, I take my tea at three? Is that what... Uh, uh, yeah, 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 that's that's a nasty habit, correct? That's a, a very bad habit because really that that's quite that's quite late. That's late, right? It's a bit late for your tea, um, <laughs> or maybe early. I don't know. I mean, yeah. in my in I, my neck of the woods, in my submarine, we take tea at one thirty sharp, or as thirteen thirty sharp. I see. Thirteen thirty sharp because yes, it's military. 13, it's yeah. mili- military. Sorry, military. Exactly, military time. Military. <laughs> That's what that uh, is. All right. Well, wh- so uh, how have you been, uh, uh, Slap? Have you, we have. It's been a while since we talked. Anything happening uh, besides you know going to music festivals that aren't rebellious anymore and not ironing your shirts? Anything else happening oh, in the world? Really? I mean, I had a bit of a run-in with this with another submarine the other day. Uh-huh. That was not mm. lovely. Um, yeah. There I was just putzing about somewhere around, you know, Siam, and I run in. I run into the the bloody blue November. The blue did November. You, did you yeah, not yeah. see it on your on your little beep beep? Thing? No, it ju- just came out of nowhere. I wasn't even hunting for it. It was just the, there's the blue <laughs> November, out of nowhere, and he comes up and he says, "Oi." What's this all about? And I said, I don't know. You've just come out of nowhere. And he says, yeah. well, shove off. And I said, oh, you don't have to tell me twice, mate. And wow. then uh, we went on our merry way. And that was about it. I mean, I was steaming. Wow. I was steaming wow. mad. Wow. Well, hopefully you, know, you I, don't see him again. I have to say, I really, I just have to say this, Slap. I did not even, uh, <laughs> this is how fucking stupid I am. It took me, I didn't realize that you were do with Blue November. It was a bit. 
I seriously was like, oh, no, wait. it's not. What do you mean? It's no, a I'm sorry. What's but when you what said, what are you talking about? Yeah, when you said I wasn't even hunting for it, I was like, oh, oh I wasn't. I, I, what, all right, all right. What, all right. Esmeralda, what is he talking about? I've said, <laughs> I've I don't to, know. I'm concerned in, for you just because, you know, maybe it'll happen again. <laughs> thank, thank you for being the only one to actually right. take me seriously. Meanwhile, Nick is all sitting right. over there laughing at my misfortune. All right, I you apologize. Know, my I good apologize. friend Russell Brand's just gone down. For oh, looking God. like a, a sexual criminal, which oh. I mean, I could have told you that 30 years ago. Yeah, I, I haven't mean, even I haven't even met the son of a bitch, and I'm not surprised by that at all. So uh, I, I mean, it's shocking. The man who did heroin like it was candy yeah. might have been a sexual deviant. No now, way. No. Is he now? But now let me ask you this: He stayed away. For, he's been staying away from insulin, though. That's a. Oh yeah, yeah. He stayed away from insulin. All right. Yeah, he's he's switched it up for crime. Right there, you go. You know, he could have right. used a well, bit. His personality a little bit too sugary. You know, could have used a little insulin. I gotcha. All right, hey, are you? Uh, you know, you know who the who uh, the spirit who the ghost is that's going to be driving Esmeralda and Ryan? Right? It's it's oh yeah, it's uh, Mr. Jimmy James. Buffett. Yeah, James. Yeah, James Buffett. James Buffett. Yeah, we had a bit of a great <laughs> time. We we were somewhat. I think it was we were in a rice paddy in Da Nang, Jesus and um, we were just you know rolling doobies and uh-huh. having a great time. I mean, this was after the war and everything. Oh, you know? so we just, you were just uh, hanging out, hanging yeah, out. We were just, we, yeah, we were yeah. just hanging out in a rice right. paddy in Da Nang. I see. And, so um, would you say a really you're a you're a parrot head? Um, you know, I, I think so. I think so. I, I like all the all the hits, you know, like um, what's it again? Uh, uh, oh, what's uh, bloody uh, no Dacry Town? That's it, Dacry. Yeah, okay, sure, Dacry Town. You take stuck the... again in Dacry Town. That's right. Yes, that's looking right. for my banana and all the other ingredients in a Dacry. Yeah, that's the one. I think he knows the originals. <laughs> Yeah, because no, at one yeah. point, you know, he he switched it up. He uh, decided to go margarita rather yeah. than daiquiri. That's how they sing it on the Blue November, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, on the Blue November. So yeah, I, I mean, that's... It basically, it, I remember when he wrote that song. He changed the lyrics to Margaritaville because mm-hmm. he was doing mm-hmm. Daiquiri Town, and I'm saying, you know. James, I'm not sure that's working. What yeah. do you think? Let me kill myself. Kill, let me kill myself was also there, and of Lemmy course, says, "Yeah." He, he looks at him and says, "Yeah, it's a bit shit, isn't it?" Yeah. And then, um, so he says, what's, you know, we decided to just go to the nearest uh, tiki bar and order everything off the menu yeah. and see what would work pretty good. I mean, we went through Cuba Libre. That wasn't exactly working. <laughs> we went with Sex on the Beach. I think no. we sold that to Rupert Holmes or something. Right, right. Uh, we, we, you know, we did, we did everyone on the menu. <laughs> And then finally we get to the margarita. And he says, Margaritaville. And I said, that's it. And Len says, why don't we just do some cocaine? And then, right. we just, you know, and then right. the rest is history. I didn't understand. Of I, I had yeah. no idea that, that, that Lemmy hung out with Jimmy Buffett. That's amazing. To hear oh, they were right. great Small pals. Small unknown fact. Yeah. yeah, great pals. I'm pretty sure they were third cousins. Wow, because mm. you know when I when I think Jimmy Buffett, I immediately think Lemmy. That's a, a yeah. Well, you I'm know, pretty, opposites uh, attract. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's a mutual respect, Esmeralda gotcha. and Nick. It's a mutual respect amongst legends. 
Well, I mean, you need to, you know, I'm not sure about the respect for Jimmy Buffett, but, you know, but, I, the, but everyone on earth should fucking oh, respect Listen, Lemon. don't, don't get respect- started. I know, I know you and James did not see eye to eye, but, you know, let's not speak ill of the dead, right. especially. Right. He's waiting down. He is, right. He's waiting for the he's, winner. Ooh, he, yeah. The flashes, he's got the flashes right. on. I mean, there's a meter yeah. made probably five yeah. blocks away, so. Yeah. All right, you know. So if let's you get win, to it, it's gonna be it's gonna be an awkward drive. That's right. You're <laughs> gonna have to pay the ticket. You're gonna we'll have, have to we pay eight, the ticket. We'll get eighty killion dollars, the winner, and you get to drive around with uh, with Jimmy Buffett. But by the way, I believe in the tape deck, uh, it will be uh, some Motorhead. Will be in the yes. tape deck. That's mm, absolutely, of no, course, yeah. That's that's sense. the big prize, actually. That's the big prize is the Motorhead. All right, so slap. You've got the uh, for the record, which is a music trivia game that pits Esmeralda Leon and Nick DiGiulio against each other. Yes, I've got right uh, here. And we've got uh, a bunch of different categories, and uh, you'll switch asking a question to Esmeralda, then asking a question f- to me, and vice versa, and all the way through until we have a winner. Yes, correct, Amundo. Right. And you are the best game show host in the world, as we know. We've said that before millions of times. Yeah, it has been established. Yes, <laughs> yes, it has. All right, uh, Esmeralda, are you ready to play a little for the record, our music trivia game? I'm ready. All right, Esmeralda's ready. I'm ready. Uh, I'm looking out the window. Jimmy Buffett is ready. So I think All everybody, right. everybody is ready. All right, Slap, let's begin for the record. For the record, Esmeralda, yeah. your question is coming from the category, the 80s. Uh, I, missed, mm. I, I missed you saying category. I have to say uh, that I've missed that. I've missed I that think term. all the fans did, Nick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, the question. The line, Tin Roof Rusted, came from mm-hmm. what B-52 song? Come on, man. The line, Tin Roof Rusted, came from what B-52 song? Is it Rome, Rock Lobster, Love Shack, or Deadbeat Club? Are those all real songs? Yes, Is Deadbeat they are. Club yes, they are. are a real I, I, song? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, they are. Just they checking. Are all I know, because you know, um, that's right. For people who might not know, Ezreal, did you know? I'm glad you brought that up. Because sometimes when they do the multiple choice, they just make shit up. <laughs> right. It's mainly just people, I think. People names they'll make right. up yeah. half the time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Love Shack. That is correct. Very All right. Well now, so if it's correct, we hear this. <laughs> that's if it's correct. I almost forgot about that. Oh, now, it, it, my God. About that. How about this one, Slap? Do you remember this one? <laughs> Remember that? Oh, oh yep, yep. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic. I forgot how good the production was on this show. Hey, Don't fall yeah, on man. Jimmy, though. No, that's exactly oh. right. Hey, I learned a lot from Tom Hush. Let me just say. Let yeah, just oh, say. <laughs> let's just say you learned from the worst. Um. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so. <laughs> All right, well, it's one to nothing. Esmeralda, good job. Thank you. I like the B-52s. They're a great band. Mm-hmm. They, are they popular right. in, 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 the, uh, in the UK there, uh, Slap? Oh, uh, yeah, they were very popular during the Blitz. <laughs> of course they yes, of course they were. Yeah, I forgot. I'm sure, that, I'm sure they're big in Dresden, too. <laughs> okay, all right, one nothing. Here we go. All now right. me, right? Moving Correct? up 10 years. Yes, it is your turn, Nicholas, yeah. and uh, your category is the 90s. Category, okay. What is the basis of white reggae artist Snow's number one hit, Informa? What is the Wait, basis? What is the of, basis? Yeah. What, what is what is the basically what's the inspiration behind the uh, the number one hit by Snow, Shit. Informa? All right. I know. Okay. I, I just want to. Esmeralda, so do you what, understand yeah. this question, Esmeralda? Yeah. 
What's that what about? The fuck? Okay, all right. I don't. I don't think I know what it's about, but I just know he raps real fast. That's the only thing that I know. Right? His ego. Isn't that what he does? Like, I mean, it's a bit reductive, but yeah, sure. You know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What is the basis of for Informer by the Snowman or what's his name? Snow by ass s- by Snow. Just Snow. Oh, Snow. Like, I thought it was. Okay. Snow. Yeah. All right. What's the What are the uh, choices? Your choices are A, working for the CIA, B, being the school snitch, uh-huh. C, a cartoon clown, or D, being framed for murder. Wow. Uh, I, I'm going to say D. That is correct. Very wow. good. Now, Esmeralda, did you know that? Yeah. Oh. I know what he's saying. Oh, Jesus I don't. Christ. <laughs> Slap doesn't like the when we get it right. He doesn't like the. He doesn't. Like the, that's not a fan. Um, I don't even. I had no idea what that song was about, Esmeralda. I just know that he raps real mm-hmm. fast. That's all I know. You know the yeah, lyrics, uh, yeah. Esmeralda. You know the lyrics to that? Yeah, there's a whole part where he talks about when he's in prison and he's getting his. He gets checked, uh, and they have to look up his butt. <laughs> oh, wait. wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Seriously, there's. A, yeah. <laughs> Wait, they ch- they anally probe him, and it's in the song. Yeah, because he's in prison. He gets well. He's not taken pro- to prison. Uh, I mean, it's not like well, he's not on an probed, alien but you know, ship, yeah. they, they're looking up his ass. For, they're looking up his yeah. ass for drugs and stuff. Yeah. Right? Okay. Right. I mean, who wow. who who among us hasn't? <laughs> Let's be honest here. That's true. We've all you know? we've all had people looking <laughs> up our ass. That's right. Yeah, I've I get checked every two weeks as part of my parole conditions. You know. Ooh. Wow. All right. Well, all right, we're, t- we're tied at one. I and I'm learning something new about Snowman, Snow Ass, uh, and his and his his probed ass. When he, that's the song is about him having people look up his asshole. I wasn't aware of that. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, it's part of it. Part of. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't want to. Re- I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like reduce it to you know to to simplify its complexity. <laughs> no, Whatever happened good. to Snow Ass? Is he still around, Esmeralda? Is Snow Ass still around? Um, I think he was touring at some point. Okay. All right. Well, we're tied at one. Slap, how you doing? You all right, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just looking up Snow. He's Canadian. Get mm-hmm. out of here. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. What the yeah, f- yeah, Did you think is- he was Jamaican? <laughs> I, no, I, no, obviously not. I, wow. Okay, well, that makes even more sense because he was very, very white. So, he, of course, he's Canadian. Well, yeah, so, yeah, and I guess his real name is Darren. I believe Darren. he does talk about being Canadian in the song. You gotta be kidding me! I wow. So it, it talks about being Canadian and having someone look up your ass. You know, like he mentions it. <laughs> so does he say he looked up my ass? Eh? Is that does he do that in, as part of the? Does he do that as part of? Does he say? Does he say somebody horked our clothes at all in the in the <laughs> song? Is that? A, is that a, no. Okay. Oh man, there was a stabbing too. Oh, well, listen, we can't go down this. All road. right, let's I move don't on. I have time for this. All right, what's All the, right. so Esmeralda is the Esmeralda? Are you ready for your next question? Are you there, Esmeralda? Are you there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All yes. Right. All right. So All you're right. ready. Right. Here we go. Right. Real name is your category. What is the eldest member of the Jackson family, Rebby Jackson's real name? What is Rebby Jackson's real name? Is it 
Victoria what? Jackson, Roberta Jackson, Maureen Jackson, or Wilhelmina Jackson. Wow. So, so Rebby Jackson. just a nickname or why would yeah, they change her I... name like that? Um, hmm. Rebby Wilhelmina. Jackson. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It's oh. Maureen. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I was gonna, I was thinking that, but I thought that's too plain. <laughs> okay. I yeah, I wasn't even aware that that was that they were not real names. Wow. I'm a little stunned by that. Okay. Was, was so then? What's Michael Jackson's real name? I don't know. Yeah. Jim Snow. I think is his Snow. Name. I think, yeah, I Snow, think Snow Jackson. Is, Snow Jackson. <laughs> All right, still tied at one. All right, and, and uh, what's what's my uh, what's my question there, Slap? Your your category is you're on stage. I'm on. No, wait, I think it's real name actually. Uh, Slap. Oh, no, I've just done real name. No, oh, you did. Okay, fuck yeah. shit. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, who's the host of this this game show? All right. <laughs> my wow. God, unbelievable. Maybe he's the one. He's the one you should maybe be hunting for. Yeah, hunt, hunting for his brain, hunting for a clue. Well, I got, I got, I got. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Someone was looking at my asshole, so I, I yeah. got a little distracted. Well, you know, please. Snow I hope was. She bought snow. you dinner first. Snow. Hey, wait, hold on a minute. Wait, hold it. Wait. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I know you like that. All right, so all right, so it's it's you're on stage. All right. Yes, you're on stage. All right. Who won the 1985 Grammy for Best New Artist? 1985 Grammy, Best New Artist. All right. Was it Sade, mm-hmm. Beja, Cher, wait, wait. or Madonna? Wait a minute. Beja? Not Asia? Not Asia. No, not, not Asia. Beja. B-A-S-I-A? Yeah. Beja. What the fuck is that? Okay. What was the first one again? Charlie. Uh, 85. Okay. In 1985. So that would be, if you're if they're giving the award in 85, it's somebody who released the album in 85. Madonna. Is that your final answer? Yeah. My final answer is Madonna. That is incorrect. Oh. It's Sade. Sade. Son of a bitch. Uh, I was like, it's Beja. <laughs> it's Be- yeah. Now, that would have been funny if it was Beja. Yeah. That would have been funny. How, wow. I'm sorry. Like, how do you how do you spell that again? B a s i a beja. Oh. Sorry, I hit the wrong one. I got that wrong. Yeah, you're you're a real smooth operator there, Nick. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God! Wow. Very good. Very very good. Very good. Okay. Wow, this is actually a very low-scoring game for the record. Yeah, it's I'm just really a little surprise. One to one. It's been a long time. We're a little rusty. Mm. No. Yeah, well, yeah. let's let's pick it up here. I think, okay. I think I think this is one. Even though she doesn't understand what this word means or what this phrase means, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure. I just that have very high standards, but that's, whatever. That's all it is. Apparently, I mean, the highest possible standards is basically right. what yeah. you're saying. Is like right. yeah. if it is literally not number one, then it is not a hit. Mm-hmm. Like it's it not a hit. Yeah. yeah. So nothing. So nothing. Credence Clearwater Revival ever wrote. It was a hit. No. Because okay. it didn't reach number one. Well, no, one. but that would have been one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. but you, but they didn't have any hits. They've never had it. They never had a number one. So that by your no, definition, no, it has to be not none of my definition. No, that would be a definition of a hit. One hit wonder. That to me is one phrase. That but then it has, it, the definition is 
that a they number, have to one hit number one song. Yeah. yeah. Listen, okay. I'm gonna, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take you out for some Japanese barbecue and we'll we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. <laughs> I'm going to take you out for a nice seafood dinner. Be right. careful oh, yeah. cuz I might just stab you with one yeah. of the yeah, sticks. Yeah, I might just get point. stabbed. Be careful. You might see get, you might see you might see Mrs. Mantooth there, so be careful yeah. when you Oh, jeez. <laughs> Last week. Right, one hit wonder. She's a saint. She's a saint, Slap. She is a saint. All right. Esmeralda, New Order had the hit in late 1987. What was the hit? Was it True Colors, <laughs> True Blue, True Faith, or just True? Good. True. Is that your final answer? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I Is don't that... fucking know. Yes. Oh my god. I like how you oh, both. I like how Nick faith. goes. Hmm. <laughs> it's true faith. Come true on. Faith. <laughs> true was Spandau. Spandau Ballet was true. Yeah, yeah. My parents well, used to do there cocaine be more to true than faith. One song. Yeah. Now, now, slap. I understand your friend Tom would have known that answer in his goddamn sleep. Mm. Yes, my friend Tom is one of the biggest New Order fans I've ever met in my life. Yeah, me too. All right, well, I'm not Tom, so. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> you should be. I, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even like him, and I respect him more than you in this moment. One hit wonder. All right. Still one to one. Wow, Esmeralda, we're sucking ass Oof. tonight. Yeah, that's uh, very bad. Very bad. All right. What's what? what, what not Mosh All Pit, right. correct? Yeah. Yep, you're in the mosh pit, and I, I mean, this is just a layup. This is a layup for you. Okay, Nick. all right. What group canceled their U.S. tour after their drummer John Bonham drank himself to death? Come I'm on. not giving you well, any. Come answer. on! <laughs> I didn't write the question. It's on a card. It's just. I, I mean, <laughs> such ease, Jesus. I just think well, then, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, wait a minute. Who was it then? Such a gimmick. Wait, hold on. So. I mean, it's Zeppelin, but what? But what were the choices? Give me the qu choices quickly. All right, what here the, uh, okay. Was it the Who, the Kinks, Led Zeppelin, a Kiss? All right. Well, only one other drummer in that in that category in that category, and those guys died. So uh, it's, it's Zeppelin. It's Led Zeppelin, of course. It's Led it is Led Zeppelin. I mean, uh, it wasn't you know Oingo Boingo. I mean, right. Come on. <laughs> well, it was. It's more like why did they have to give the drummer's name? They could have just went drummer died, and then it would have been like, oh well, we it could, could be a the possibilities. Yeah. Could be a bunch of drummers have died over the years, but yeah, okay, all right. Well, I got mm -hmm. that one two to one. Boy, this is a this <laughs> this is a thriller right here, Esmeralda. We're really doing well today. Yeah, it, it's it's not exactly a bond burner there, folks. Yeah, I'm slap. We'll, I'm sure we'll, you're happy we'll with it. We summoned you uh, from your submarine to this. Uh, I'm sure you're I mean, I was kind of having a good time. Yeah, I was kind of having a good time, but well, that's I'm all sorry. right. Listen, it's been very long time so i'm happy to do it for my good friends right. esmeralda and nick okay and not only that you'll get to hear oh. my dad you'll get to hear my dad tell a joke and that's worth yeah I, you know honestly that's the price of admission there it's it like, is that's worth the price of admission okay we go um, back to the beginning for round two let me do a recap here right now i have two esmeralda you have one mm -hmm. <laughs> esmeralda gets mad every time i what? do that when i'm in the lead no because every time you're i'm in the lead you go <laughs> <laughs> it's great all right. All right. So, uh, what do we got here? Slap? Where are we at now? What the hell's going on? Right. We're going back to your high school days, the 80s. Yeah. And that's me, right? That is you. We're switching it up. We're switching okay. it up. There um, we go. 
All right. What rap artist rejuvenated Aerosmith's career with their 1986 cover of Walk This Way? Come on, man. Do you want the options? I mean, they, well, I, I, I'm amused. I'm to see honestly, who, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're seriously not Esmeralda. You know this one, obviously, completely. Mm -hmm. Of course you mm -hmm. do. I, you know, uh, Jimmy Buffett's dead, and he knows this. Well, uh, <laughs> what are the what are the choices then? I'm, I'm always curious about the multiple choice here. All right, here are your options. Is it crisscross? <laughs> N.W.A. Run DMC. Yeah. Or DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Okay, those are not good multiple choices. Mm. What, are you kidding me? No, they're funny. They're funny. Uh, yeah, they're funny. All right. Uh, it's huh? Run DMC. Of course it's Run DMC. Yes. I would have loved to would say, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got that right. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, does anybody still have, uh, Esmeralda, you guys, uh, either of you guys have any cross-color, any cross-color clothing? You remember cross color? I I never had any. No, <laughs> I never. I mean, I I, I wasn't that cool. I've got a black and white tuxedo. I mean, no, it's no. a white shirt with no. a black sort of jacket. Cross colors. And, I was uh, watching. I was watching my uh, my my girlfriend uh, Julie had never seen Keanu before the uh, Key and Peele movie. Oh yes. Yeah. And we watched it, and she didn't quite understand any of the references, you know, in it because she's not hip hop at all. And so when uh, when Will Forte shows up wearing the cross. Wearing the cross colors, <laughs> you know, in 2016, he's wearing cross. He's wearing a cross color sweatshirt. I'm laughing my ass off. She's like, I don't understand what. That is. <laughs> she did not get the fact that like white boys wearing their cross colors. <laughs> anyway, I'm still the only one laughing. Okay, there you go. All right, I thought it was funny. I mean, I'm I'm glad you've amused yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny. <laughs> Will Forte, the seven streets, the seventeen seventeen street blips. Well, where do they live? 17th Street. Anyway, that's from that's from Keanu. Very funny movie. Are know. we just going to do movie references? Yeah, well, let's just do Keanu for just, the... Are we yeah, going yeah, to we play the game? Yeah. All right, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, man. Holy... He's all business. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Well, she has a t-shirt that says, Fuck Slap. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think oh, I'm she did aware, at I'm some amazed she's not wearing cross colors. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. She's not wearing a cross color. I should have went with that. God damn it. Mm. Wait a minute. What did you say, Slap? What did you say? Well, you said she was wearing a, yeah. a shirt that said that, Fox Slap. I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure she did somewhere back in about 1997. Hello. Oh. Wow, man. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. All right. What, what, here's the next question. It's three to one. I'm in the lead, but it's Esmeralda's turn. Here we go. All right. Esmeralda, I need you to get this one. Uh, what? Uh, the, uh, pardon me. The the category is the '90s. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, what smooth singing group had a smash hit in 1993 with "Freak Me"? Was it A. Velvet Touch, B. Silk, C. All for One, or D. Dusty Drape? Dusty, Dusty Drape? <laughs> what the fuck is Dusty? Um, Dusty it was. Dusty Drape. <laughs> Dusty Drape. Um, yeah, it Dusty was uh, Silk. <laughs> as much as i love dusty drape i know they didn't do that song um yes it, it was in fact silk that is correct <laughs> dusty drape dusty drapes and the dusters that's oh that's the full name dusty yeah, drapes yeah, and the dusty dusters and the dusters yeah uh, i mean damn. huge contribution to music yeah but not I not saw, in this question i saw them at woodstock 94 <laughs> if i remember correctly oh my god Dusty Drake. Okay. Wow. All right, Esmeralda, you got that one. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, please. Are we are we inconveniencing you? I mean. <laughs> oh, 
god. I'm not going to win yeah. $10 trillion. So. No. Well, it's three to two. It's still close, Esmeralda. Mm, okay. All right. What? Okay, now what's the next one there, uh, Slap? All right, your category is real name. I hate um, this one. This is... What is Tori Amos's birth name? Oh shit! Okay, because I thought that was her actual her name. All right. Hmm. All right. Here are your here are your options: is it A. Jenny Irene Anderson, B. Myra Ellen Amos, C. Misty J. Saladas, or D. Teresa Amos. Uh Wow. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with B. You're going with B. Myra yeah. Ellen. Yeah. Is that your final answer? It is. That is correct. Very oh. good. Oh very, very God. good. I wouldn't have gotten a, that. Was, that was a complete uh, guess. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, you guessed right. I did. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, Esmeralda. Uh, oh, you who's got, the you got to, on campus now? You got to get the. <laughs> you got to get these right. I think. We're getting to that point. <laughs> yeah. I think you're, you're almost mathematically sure. eliminated. Yeah. yeah. Almost. <laughs> okay. What's the category? The category is you're on stage. Oh, Esmeralda, you're on stage, man. Mm, All right, mm. this is a true or false question. True or false? You got a 50 50 chance. A 50 50. That's a 50 50 chance. Mm -hmm. Could be one, could be the other. It could be, I'll tell you what, though. It's a completely equal outcome. Unless you're asking uh, uh, Scott Steiner, then it's a whole different mathematics. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mean, you put your one third and a a percent chance. Uh, All right. So you're on stage. Jethro Tull won the 1988 Ooh. Grammy for best hard rock slash metal performance, vocal <laughs> or instrumental. Is that true or false? Yeah. That is true. That is true. Very good. <laughs> and it's been, a, it's been a point of controversy ever uh, since. Yeah? Well, yeah. it's Jethro Tull. Yeah, I mean, Jethro Tull, <laughs> Jethro Tull rules the planet, but they're not metal, um, for sure. So, all right. Okay, and Metallica, I remember Lars, you know, because that guy never shuts up, but I remember Lars had a lot to say about that. He was very pissed off from uh, Metallica. Like, we don't, we're Metallica and goddamn flutes. They play flutes. Oh, they probably would have won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. too bad Metallica was terrible by that point. No, no, they were still good then. They were no. still good in 88. They, they yeah, they had about 10 more years. No, less than 10 they years. Still they, the yeah. Yeah, they still had the hair. Yeah, they still had the hair, and they did the Black Album, which was great. It was, a, yeah. And they yeah. said, what if we allowed Lars to just stay in the band and it ruined their career? <laughs> wow. The All one right. mistake. It's by I'll, the way. I'll, put, I'll, I'll tell Lars Ulrich to his face that he's crap. He's terrible. He's a terrible, terrible drummer. Okay. <laughs> tell him to him. his face. I want to be there when you do that. I would love to. He, look, he's, he's what? Four foot eight? <laughs> he's a manlet. He's a manlet. Okay. You could, right. you could put your hand... On his head, you know, and then he tried to punch you, and he right, he yeah, just, exactly. and then you hold it out. He would swing wildly. Like, he would swing wildly at the air, right? When you're he's so it. tiny. Yeah, because I'm surprised he man. hasn't won the Grammy for worst hairline in rock and roll history. It's Jesus unbelievable. Christ, slap. Okay, all right. Uh, it's four to three. Now here's the deal, Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I if I get this one right, then you're mathematically, uh, you're out. Right. But we're, we're still. But if I don't, you can tie it, and it will end in an exciting tie, just like soccer. Mm, so, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have? I knew you were going. Do you have something to say about football? <laughs> no, it's exciting because sometimes it ends in a tie. 
Well, I shouldn't say that because it <laughs> it used to be no. There was a time. There yes. was a time. There was a time when when hockey games would end in ties. So I shouldn't exactly. Shit. That's right. Yeah, okay. you can draw. Oh you can God. draw a match. That's yeah. right. You're right. All right. It happens. <laughs> no, we off. don't need. We don't need an extra four hours of of baseball or hockey just because we can't just call it a day for a regular season match. Like it matters. You play a hundred and. Fucking sixty thousand games in well, a the, season. It was funny that the accent disappeared when you said "fucking," but that's good though. That was that was uh, you get mad and you st- you sound American when you said "fucking." That was good. Yeah, I try not to swear because you, know. <laughs> you sound American when you swear. <laughs> we all use it. We all no, we all use it. You know, uh, I, we're referencing some friends of mine that maybe might hear this and people might say, I don't like that you're swearing on a podcast. Right. That's true. All right. Well, let's move on. This anyway, the, if I get this right, there was a one hit wonder that I know. I understand. One but see, here's the yeah. difference. I actually understand this category. You do. You do very well. <laughs> As opposed to Esmeralda. Who, uh, yes. Well, just because you let everybody in. <laughs> everybody can get a hit. <laughs> All right, what's the question? One hit wonder, right? Yes. All right, yes, one hit wonder. What yeah. country is Jane Child of Don't Wanna Fall in Love fame from? What Wait a country minute. is she from? From what? What country Jane, who? So Jane Child. Yeah. Of the of fame from the song Don't Wanna Fall in Love. I don't even know what any What of that, country that, is she from? Uh, what do you mean? It's I a question. I know. I don't understand any of it, but go ahead. I don't know who that is. I don't know what the song is. Wait, so I'm, okay. I'm, well, then, okay. Then it's a complete shot in the dark. Is yeah. she from... But she's a one-hit wonder. No, I know. I just don't know where she's from. <laughs> I don't even know the fucking song. Okay. I, I don't know if she... If it was a number one hit, I don't know if that would have helped him anymore. You no, know? it wouldn't have. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. What's the, what are the choices? So is Jane Childs from Canada... Ireland, France, or Germany? I'm going to say Canada. That is correct. What? Oh, God. No. I don't even know what. All right. Okay. I don't know that song. Do you know that song, Esmeralda? I know her. She had that. She's got that big old, or well, in, in her heyday. She had She had like a mohawk or something, like big hair. Oh. Like a. Like that, like hair mohawk. Yeah. Thing. Okay. No. 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 Now I know. Now I'm picturing her. Okay. All right. Wow. I just. It was a total guess. That was Ozzy Osbourne. That was a shot in the dark. Is what that was. That was an Ozzy Osbourne guess. So. All right. Well, Esmeralda, you can't win, but we want to hear your your answer to the last question. Yeah, and it's a good one. Mosh pit. You're in the mosh pit. On March 20th, 1999, how did Gloria Stefan suffer a broken vertebrae? Jesus. Ooh. Okay. Was it mm-hmm. that she fell off the stage? That she got hurt during warm-ups? Mm-hmm. Was it a tour bus accident? Mm-hmm. Or was it skiing? Tour bus accident. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> and, that, and by the way, she sounded like this when that happened. So, uh, right. yeah. a tour bus accident. Wow. Boy, that's a really Pretty accurate. Of... That sound is, is Gloria Stefan screaming in pain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Nick was there to catch that. I did. I recorded. <laughs> Unbelievable you know. piece of history. He knew it was going to work for something. <laughs> and here we All are. Right. What, like <laughs> 30 35 years, years later? later yeah. yeah, something like that. No, there she. Okay, well, cool. Well, I uh, I am the winner of the return of One Hit Wonder. Uh, fucking, what the hell is it called? Roar the, the Record. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Absolute uh, amateur hour. Yeah, it is. I don't even know why you do this slap. I have no idea. Well, because well, you we play just the song him. 
Yeah, oh, exactly. because I played the song. That's summon right. me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. We're kind well, of forcing him to do this. <laughs> so Jimmy Buffett's outside. We're going to listen to Motorhead. I'll do that in a little bit. But uh, uh, dude, uh, Slap, you're here, but you get to, you're going to get, my dad's at the door. Are you ready? Yes. Esmeralda, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, he's going to hold Oh. Hi, I'm Carrie. Hi, Carrie. I love Nick Yeah, okay. Show. I love you too. All right, but here we go. All right, here is it. Oh, it's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. What'd I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. All right. So my dad uh, stops by every Tuesday to tell a joke. All right, here he is. Go ahead, Dad. What kind of shoes do chickens wear? Reebok. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, that was good. Oh, my God. I think I want to hear that. Esmeralda, can you just have <sighs> Nick's dad do the show? I feel like I've enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, end. we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> have my dad huh? do the show. Yeah. That was jokey, jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, <laughs> jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. And he'll do it again. Uh, he'll do it again uh, yeah, next week. That was that was good. I liked his, his chicken impersonation. Man, yeah, man, he did man. a good chicken. That's yeah. amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right. Hey, by the way, Slap, if you're not busy on uh, Tuesday, October 24th, you should come see... Uh, the Nick D podcast live at Zanies in Rosemont. Well, I mean, uh, is it is a true two drink maximum or minimum? No, you. It's a minimum, but you can drink as much as you want. Oh, perfect! I'll be there. There you go, and you can get your <laughs> tickets if you're if you're interested. Rosemont.zanies.com or eight four seven eight one three zero four eight four. Andrea Darlis, do you know Andrea Darlis? Slap because you know she knows Tom. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and Andrea, I, I, yeah, she, she's a wonderful human being. She actually, her and I went to Puerto Vallada back in about like <laughs> 1987. It was a really oh. nice time. Okay, I'll bring that mm. up. I'll be sure to bring that up on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just, all, right. just, I'm, all I'm going to say is don't mention Senior Frogs because it didn't end well. Ooh. Four right. women dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yikes. Okay, on that note. Uh-oh. Oh, God damn it. Back wow. to where you came there from. You <laughs> I thought he'd never go away. All right, Esmeralda. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you'd like to be a sponsor uh, to this madness, you can. You can advertise here at sales at radiomisfits.com. Uh, leave your voicemails 24-7-773-417-6948. Email us with anything you want at nickdpodcast at gmail.com. My thanks to Jason Skaggs for the music and the themes and the way and the audio. Uh, rate and review us on every platform. Share, like, all that stuff. My thanks to Ed at radiomisfits.com. And we will see you next time when my guest will be Marnie Shore from uh, The Takeout. We'll talk about, we're going to taste test, I think, some pumpkin spice stuff, Esmeralda. I think we're mm. going to do some pumpkin spice stuff. Uh, and that'll be uh, uh, fantastic. So that's all coming up. And uh, and uh, just uh, and by the way, listen to our twenty four seven streaming service, RadioMisfits.live. As well, thank you, thank you. You rule, and thanks everybody for listening. My thanks to Slap Slapley as well. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Nick D Podcast. Nick D.